0: I can't believe I have to say this, but with wordy coming up and people like me deciding that we're going to try to write a million words over the next year, world building is writing. I, I have actually gotten into a few arguments with people over this, and I, I just, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, actually, if I'm honest with myself. I do understand the place that they're coming from and why they might think this, but they're wrong. (laughs) So let's talk about why world building is real writing on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today, as I'm recording this, is the first day of Milwardy. And because of that, I wanted to take just a little bit of time here in our Worldbuilding 201 to discuss a very common misconception that I have been hearing here, there, and yonder. Now, no tea, no shade. I am not calling anybody out. If you feel called out by this episode not my fault because i am not saying any names but i'm going to repeat this over and over and over again today it is going to be our mantra for the day so i hope you don't get tired of hearing it world building is writing world building is writing all writing relies on a foundation of world building i don't care if you're writing a story about what takes place in your own neighborhood that you live right now you have to do world building For that story to work, you have to let us know what the place looks like, what it feels like, who the characters are, what their backstories are. All of that needs to happen. It's not just us sci-fi fantasy writers that do world building. Everybody does world building. It's just we sci-fi fantasy writers, we do a lot more. Because we have to construct our entire world from scratch. And we don't even do that half the time. We rely on things that we have liked in the past. We pull on cultures from history. We do a lot of work, just like you do. And it is writing. It is writing. It is writing. I don't care if you're journaling. That's writing. I don't care if you're taking notes. That's writing. As long as the words coming out your mouth or onto the page are your words, because I got into it the other day with somebody who said that doing text, um, speech to text wasn't writing either. Okay. 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 No, no, no. We're not doing any of this gatekeeping. This gatekeeping has to end. We are all writers. And you know what? If I could get away with just doing the world building, I would just do the world building. I like it that much. And I think it's valuable enough and entertaining enough on its own to stand up for itself. And that's kind of some of what I'm going to be talking about today. So if you are one of the people who thinks that writing is not, I'm sorry, that world building is not writing. Please, please sit down. (laughs) Join us for this conversation. Because I'm a little worked up now, but that's because I'm trying to hit my totals today and I am going nuts with the amount of work that I have set for myself. I have 83,000 words to write this month. Well, 83,334 words to write this month, which is a lot of words. And I'm going to try to get them all in and hopefully even more than that. But don't you be saying that my writing, my world building is not writing because it is. We are just as valid as everybody else. And I'm tired of the gatekeeping. I'm just tired of it. We're not going to have it anymore. I have seen this in too many of the communities that I am a part of right now. The gatekeepers have come in and they're trying to swing the doors shut behind them so that they qualify to be in the cool club and we do not qualify to join them. And I'm not having it. I'm just not having it. My first experience, one of my first experiences in publishing was having to deal with some of this mess. And no, I'm not. I didn't tolerate it then and I am not tolerating it now. Before I start throwing theory at you, because trust me, I'm going to be talking about some dead Frenchmen on today's episode. Before I start throwing theory at you, creative writing is writing. Nonfiction writing is writing. Poetry is writing. Stage plays, writing. Script writing, writing. Teleplays, writing. Radio dramas, writing. If you are engaged in putting creativity in, into a locked form in a way that you would feel comfortable calling it writing. It is writing. It is. You write comics. Yeah. You draw them, but you also write them because you have to do the storytelling to me. Writing is about storytelling. So whether you're sitting around a campfire with your friends telling ghost stories in the woods, or you're putting together a series of images on a page that are meant to convey a story from start to finish. You are writing. You are writing. So don't don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And don't let anyone invalidate you. Creativity is used in all of these things. Recipe writing? Writing. <laughs> That's a lot of creativity. My husband is a chef. We go through a lot when it comes time to craft a new recipe or to perfect an original one it's the same process that i go through when i'm working on a book because you have to read it and reread it and try it over and over and over again to the point where even if it's your favorite foods and i mean all of your favorite foods in one place you get kind of tired of eating them you know just like our words we love our words but you get tired of them after a while Because you have to edit and re-edit and revise and revise and revise to the point where you're just done. You're just done. The same thing happens in world building. And I think the reason people want to sloth us off into a separate community and be like, oh, we're not doing them. It comes from two places. One, they don't do world building themselves and they feel called out by people who do. Oh, honey, honey, I am not calling you or anyone else out. I am not and if you think I'm calling you out that's because your conscience is screaming at you not me if you do world building great if you don't great and if you don't know the difference hello future me Tim Hicks has a wonderful video called soft and hard world building go take a look at it because you're probably doing soft world building even if you don't even realize it so you are actually one of us but (laughs) I'm not gonna go through all of his points so now it's like an hour-long video. It's very good. Go watch it. But the other half, the other half looks at what we do as backstory. And since it's backstory, it's not a proper story. And since it's not a proper story, then it's not the story itself. Mm, honey, honey, honey. Honey, child, we need to talk. If you are one of the people that thinks this way, I am calling you out. I am kind of looking at you with a side eye right now. Because what to you is backstory, to us, may be the story itself. You see, some of the stories that I'm trying to tell right now are way too big to be a novel. I am not writing War and Peace right now. That is not what I'm doing. I am not going to sit down and write Les Miserables. And I have pronounced that terribly. And I apologize to everybody in France or who speaks French who just heard me say that. I am not Victor Hugo. That is not what I'm doing. But the story I'm wanting to tell in several of the settings that I'm doing is so big, I have to slice off little pieces of it. Little piece here, and a little piece there, and a little piece here, and a little piece there. And everybody who has the inclination and wants to will be able to, as they experience those little pieces, will see how they all slide together, how they all fit together, and become one big story. And that includes the articles that I'm putting up over at World Anvil that includes all of that world building that I'm putting into the books themselves and that you have to go and read for yourself elsewhere. And is it required reading? No. See, world building is there for fans. See, I can't get enough of it. I get into a series and I want the source book. Where is the source book? If you don't have a source book, I'm going to go to fandom.com and see if somebody started a wiki and just read that. Because I want to know everything. What was the first episode this appeared in? What book did this come from? Where did they get the name for that character? I want to know it all. And your readers probably do too. Philosopher Roland Barth put forward what he called the writerly text. And I've talked about this before, and I'm not going to go into an exaggerated amount of detail here, but he basically said the difference between a readerly text and a writerly text is that a readerly text is one that tells the reader what happens. It's just upfront. There's no room for interpretation. It's just, hey, look, this happened. We're done. Bye. And those are valid stories. But he also talked about what he called the writerly text the text in which the reader is as equally important in the construction of narrative and story as the writer, that they take the little pieces, they take the little elements and they put them all together. I would say in my non theory sort of way, this is why we have fan fiction. It's a text that has provided enough readerly advice to tell us what the story is, but has enough writerly impact on us, showing us these glimpses of these bigger, broader worlds and more vivid and living characters that we want to write them, that we want to be a part of their world. We're sitting there like Ariel at the bottom of the sea, combing our hair with a fork on, oh, if only, if only. And so we hunt them down and we add our own voice. That's the goal of world building. It's to keep you invested in your own world. It's to keep your reader invested in your world. It's to build a broader story and a broader na- narrative that is bigger than the stories we're telling. Because let's be honest, there really isn't a Star Wars in Star Wars. There isn't. There's what? Two, three, three. Okay, so there's three battles. Like, full-on battles in the original trilogy. Three. One in one in each movie. And I'm not saying that they don't count, because you have the battle at Yavin, and you have the battle on Hoth, and you have the battle over Endor. One battle per movie. Three battles does not a war make. I mean, it c- could if it's a very small war. And we hear tales of, well, maybe at this battle, or that battle, or the other battle. That happened off screen that we didn't get to see because if the star wars movies were just the story of the star wars it would be boring it would and so that is this background story that is the world built story it is through the events in the individuated movies and the individuated characters within those movies that we see here and glimpse the broader conflict beyond and the war that is going on outside to the point where you can have a Rogue One come about, what, 40 years later, that slots perfectly into the first movie because there was enough there for us to get an idea of what happened. And it fills in more details like why Rogue Squadron came about. And all of that. And that's wonderful. Because there was enough there to feel like there was actually a Star War going on in Star Wars. Now you can write every battle in the war. You can you can do that. And that's fine. I've read those books. I enjoy those books. I, I like reading ship, ship battles. But if you are going to carry your reader all the way through to the end and make them fall head over heels in love with the fiction that you're doing, you're going to have to have it recede into the background. Because if it's all about the war, well, hell, there's only so much strategy that you can read before it gets a little dull. And I'm saying that as somebody who really likes reading those strategy chapters in books. I love reading action scenes. I love writing action scenes. But even in a Wuxia novel... Which is primarily about, you know, really skilled fighters kicking the crap out of each other with feet, fists and various weaponry. There, there aren't that many fights. Because we have to know the characters. We have to know the world. We have to know what's going on. We have to keep our powder dry so that when the fights break out, we're ready for them. It's about building anticipation. It's about building the world so that we stay invested because some of those series honey are long i'm gonna have to find another word for this because after the book the story Mind came out and she uses that term very differently than i do and she has a much bigger platform, so people are not going to understand this anymore. But I have not figured out what I'm going to call it yet. So I'm going to continue calling it the story mind because that's where I am coming from. So, when I talk about the story mind, what I'm talking about is the unconscious, in which everything that comes forward is part of that unconscious. Remember, we talked about this last week. If you didn't get to hear it, go back and listen to my episode on the Jungian archetypes that I did for Worldbuilding Wednesday last week. But for, the, for our purposes, it's important to understand that if you are not differentiating between what's going on in that unconscious and what's going on in the foreground, your readers going to get confused because there's just going to be too much information firing at them on all cylinders. And that's a really hard thing to do. This is the power of world building, especially modern world building, where you can tell your stories And put all of the extraneous information out there. So for those who want more and want to dive deeper, they can. There's a place for them to go and find all that information and just swim in the vast ocean of gloriousness that is those stories. But now, no, now we have other things to worry about. Because we're all trying to be productive. (sighs) The story mind is something that we can make open, we can show it to other people and allow them to get little glimpses within it. And for those of us who publish our world building, that's what we're doing. When I talk to you about the Sana'a in my book, I just, it's, it's a mention. It's a passing phrase because it's the name of the species. Oh, and they got a history because we got to talk about the, the Lost Empire and the Dark Nova and how it broke up into the three main ethnic groups that it is today, which aren't really ethnic groups as much as they are like tribal nationalities that have competing ethnic groups within them because complexity is my heart, honey. It's what I like to do in my fiction, but that's way too much to info dump into the story. So I can make a brief mention of, you know, his people once controlled this area of space and they're a little bit, you know, not happy about his people right now and tell you the name of his people and just move on because that's all you need to know in this moment. But I wrote up that article, right? I have that all up there for people to read. So if you're wanting to go find out, well, why are they not happy with his people? What did his people do? You can go get that answer. If you don't have that question, then you're fine. You don't have to worry about it. But that's still writing. That's still creativity. That's still putting the effort in. Because you, as the writer, have to know the story mind. If you want to share it with your readers, you can. Either way, you have to write that down. And that is writing. Whether you're writing a character profile, or... Doing conlang work. Which, honestly, every word that you create in a conlang should count as like 10 written words, if not more. Because that is time-consuming and energy devouring, if you've ever made, a conlang. But, having said that, (laughs) we're not here to argue about that right now today, are we? It all counts. Don't let people invalidate you. Because you are either composing your story mind, your world building for yourself or to share it with others and say that that is not real writing. And I'm, I really feel, and I have to say this, like I'm blowing this all out of proportion because I am, but I heard it from enough people that I wanted to talk about it because I know if I'm hearing it, y'all are hearing it too. And that's not going to help you through the imposter syndrome and all the other feels that we get as writers that try to hold us down and prevent us from actually getting work done because, Oh, trust me. I know the struggle is real. I know the fight that we have to do to push through. And I got you. I am here for you. And that's more than anything. Kind of what I want you to know. I think what upset me most and why I decided to just go full force into this today and talk about it and make it the topic of the entire episode is the gatekeeping aspect of it. Because writing for such a long time was such an insular activity. You were either blessed by the publishing gods to have a contract or you weren't. And now that we indies are being taken more seriously we have traditional published authors and some indies that are trying to gatekeep to make themselves feel superior. And that just can't be allowed. I'm sorry. Gatekeeping is not allowed in this space. If you are being productive creatively, then you are, you're here. You're here. (laughs) And I am here for you because creativity is the name of the game. Creativity is what it is all about. So don't let anybody put up a wall and say, <laughs> but you're on that side of the wall. Oh, that's so cute. And hurt you that way. Because you don't deserve that. <laughs> you really don't deserve that. So, I, I'm sorry. I just, I know I'm getting overly worked up. I really am. But I'm seeing it from too many places. The beauty of the world today is that we are not bound by anyone's expectations. If you think of an interesting way to tell your story, tell your story that way. Because with the technology and the internet and all of the tools that are available to us, there's an almost infinite way for us to tell stories now and they're all valid they're all valid so if like me you're trying to tell a story by sharing these little slices and vignettes and parts of it that you feel are fun and important and putting them out there in a way that people can either read or not depending on their own personal feelings more power to you if you're figuring out the next great website that's going to take the world by storm because of the way that you figured out how to tell your story in this brilliant, multiple multi-high media way, more power to you. If you're just going to make a text adventure because you miss text adventures and tell your story that way, more power to you. Whatever you're doing know that it's valid whatever you're doing know that it counts because one of the main reasons i think so many of us have imposter syndrome is because of the gatekeepers who keep moving the goalpost so that they can stay on the inside of the gate and keep as many people on the outside as they possibly can i don't care what your race gender gender identity or sexual preference or orientation is. I don't care. You are valid. You are valid. You are welcome here, and you are a writer. And if you're a world builder, I know it's fashionable for us world builders to joke about world builders' disease where we don't get a lot written because we're spending all of our time world building. But maybe world building is your art. Because I'm going to be honest with you I like The Silmarillion better than I like The Lord of the Rings. I do. So, we could talk about him and his world-building disease, but I, I I like the world-building better than the actual story. And people might feel that way about your work. Don't limit yourself to other people's expectations or other people's definitions of what makes a writer. If you're telling a story, you're a writer. Just tell them to shut up. <laughs> Send them a copy of this episode. Because we have to have each other's backs especially those of us who are crazy enough to be doing the Millwardy Challenge this month if you're one of my people hey, I see you, I hope you're doing well but it's it's going to be crazy it's going to be crazy and don't worry, if you don't know what Millwardy is I'm going to get to that in just a minute but tell your story your way if that's just through world building articles do it do it because one of my favorite worlds is the original og vampire the masquerade world and that's all world building that's all world building you can you can make that work so what is millwardy I said I'd explain it. Millwordy is a challenge to write one million words in a year. And it started, at least we started our Millwordy challenge on September 1st. And I'm currently recording this on September 1st. So I don't know how I'm doing, but I will be giving weekly updates on that to let y'all know how I'm doing, <laughs> but I, I, I'm excited about this. It is an insane challenge and it's... Not going to be easy. And I don't know how many of us are going to hit it, but it's that daring. It's that stretching. It's that seeing Exactly how far you can go that matters the most to me. That's the power that we have as writers, as world builders, as creators. And to see all this division that's cropping up between author tube and writer tube and creator (laughs) tube and all of it. I'm just tired. I'm so tired and I'm so done with it i don't care what you call yourself a writer a creator author a world builder we have to stop breaking ourselves off into our little bitty tribes because the more we come together the more readers we bring in the better it is for all of us (laughs) Because honestly, that's the battle we're fighting. It's the battle for literacy. It's the battle to get people interested in reading our stories however they want to experience them. So as long as you're a part of that battle and you're fighting the good fight, you're on my team. So yeah, the goal is for this month of September to get 83,334 words. And that is a nightmare. (laughs) That is the stuff of nightmares but i'm gonna see what i can do i'm pretty sure that i it'll be fine it 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 will be fine yeah yeah we'll see (laughs) we'll see but yeah it'll be fine i hope you enjoyed this episode i'm sorry this isn't what i expected to be doing today on world building wednesday but you know Sometimes the spirit moves and you just got to listen. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, let me know down in the show notes. You'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am CE Dorset pretty much everywhere, but best places to find me are Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. If you have a dollar that you can pass by way down in the show notes, you'll find a link to listener support, my Patreon and my coffee account for one-time donations. Thank you so very much to everybody who does that. It means the world to me, especially right now, because my finances have taken a bit of a hit and I'm a little freaked out, but we'll get through. Not the first time. Algorithms. What are you going to do? But thank you to everybody who does that. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly 100% all right. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know, because being discovered in this business is the hardest thing (laughs) there is to do. So thank you to everybody who does that as well. Alrighty. I'm going to go and get back to writing because that's pretty much my life now before we go as i say every week remember black lives matter black trans lives matter trans people are valid and may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality and above all don't forget to have the fun